0: Alphas, welcome back to the show. So another guesting interview appearance for you to listen to this week. Um, I had the pleasure, the massive pleasure of being interviewed by Robert Bruce for his YouTube channel and his podcast, which is called Go All In. Um, very successful guy, very successful YouTube channel and podcast. Absolute pleasure for me to be asked to go and, and, and be interviewed on there. We talked all things, health, longevity, business, mindset, travel, we delved into all sorts and it was an amazing conversation and we already know we're going to be having many more. So by all means, please go click the link in my show notes, go check out Robert, go check out his, uh, his podcast and his YouTube channel, excellent resources of information, um, very interesting, very informative, absolutely 100%, go and uh, check him out. And for now, please do enjoy the show.
1: And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality.
2: Let's go. Andy Naila, good day, mate. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
0: Hey, man. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure to be here. Nice to meet you as well, Bob.
2: I detect a British accent there. Where are you dialing in from at this crazy hour of the day or is it something reasonable?
0: so well you do yeah, yeah british accent is absolutely correct that's uh, that's where i'm from however um, you catch me today over here in dubai i'm just sitting here overlooking dubai marina i'm actually over here for well the uk winter essentially i've done 43 uk winters i've done my time i've earned my stripes i'm out basically um so uh, i've now sort of put down some roots here in dubai and my goal being that as soon as winter sort of hits in the uk i'm out And I'm over here. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever been here, but the the climate here, certainly for a British person, their winter is just like our summer. So it's it's absolutely beautiful. Having said that, it threw it down with rain yesterday, which was quite funny. But generally speaking, the climate here is is literally perfect for a British person. Um, So I can come out here, bed down, work, you know, really drive the business forward, enjoy the lifestyle at the same time. So, no, it's currently just gone 10 a.m. for me here. So perfectly reasonable time, perfectly
2: reasonable. Very nice. Charged up on a couple of coffees, no doubt, and let's have a little bit of fun 100%. with this conversation. You know, I, uh, I was in Dubai about five years ago, but only transitioning through, and I didn't get out of the airport right. So, uh, but before that, the last time I was in Dubai was in nineteen ninety six. So oh. you could imagine how different the place actually was.
0: It seems to from from what I mean. Obviously, it's you know only, you go back only so far, I and mean, it was just a desert, right? It's grown. From my understanding so very 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 fast and i mean i'm looking out here and there are things being built and taken down and built you know right in front of me and they build at a pace and they don't do things by halves from what i can tell so far i mean they're 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 all in as a you know we talk about going all in on something (laughs) as a as a a, a city and as as a as an ethics like you know i'm sitting here looking out this window like literally over dubai marina and the dubai eye is just there if they go and do something they, they, they don't mess about. And I thought I, I kind of, I really like that. Um, so you know, I imagine just from the time that, you know, you, you've, the, the time that's slaps since you were last here, it must look and be entirely different. I would imagine for sure. Yeah.
2: I had to um, dig out some old photos for a project I'm working on earlier today. And it was from uh, the late 1990s. And as I was looking through those pictures in my Facebook because they're, they're all, the old school six by four photos that I've taken a digital photo of and <laughs> uploaded as, as memory. So I never lose them. Right. And um, yeah, the, I, I was in some tower, some hotel somewhere. And there's a photo looking out over the water. And as you say, it was just desert, just yeah. nothing there at all. So it's incredible what human beings can do when they put their mind to something and they oh, yeah. direct their money in the right way rather than directing it towards war and corruption and destruction of society and things like that. You know, D- Dubai is a, an example of a, a society that says, hey, we're not going to have oil forever. We're going to run out of oil at some point. We need to bring society to life somehow.
0: I, 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 I mean, I don't know the drivers, but that would be a really clear one, wouldn't it? I mean, they know that they're sitting on or have been sitting on and still will be for a very long time. One of the biggest resources that we have in, in the world. However, it's not finite and obviously they're smart enough to understand that so they're like okay well let's it's a, it's a beautiful place let's make something of it let's attract the world here and let's attract entrepreneurs here and business people here and holiday makers here and they've done that and I, from what I can tell they've done an exceptional job um, I mean I, I've traveled reasonably well but I, I came here at the beginning of this year and I was here for seven weeks, and I, I fell in—I literally fell in love with the place. I mean, the the gyms that are here, the lifestyle, the sort of the vibe of the marina and the the beach, and yeah, it's—I mean, I, I, when you talk about—I mean, as far as I can now see, I mean, you've got the sort of built-up area around the Dubai Marina, and then I can't see any. Um, desert necessarily they've just (laughs) built straight out and 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 it becomes more I mean where I am now there's not really a lot of greenery and stuff like that which is one of people's sort of gripes but hey it is what it is I mean it's still a desert at the end of the day Mm -hmm. but you go out in that direction and they've certainly done a lot to sort of try and make lagoons and far more naturistic style areas which I think was definitely something all they've done is listen to what the feedback is that they've had and then they've gone and acted on that just that we were doing business, right? We listen to what our customers tell us. If they tell us we're doing something well, great. The things that we t- they tell us we're doing wrong, we change it and we move forward. And I think they've done that on a very, very grand scale. So yeah, fair fair play to them. Yeah,
2: well, I, lo- I always love to hear from other people living in other parts of the world, and it's one of the privileges of doing this podcasting thing, right? You're talking to different people all the time and getting their yep. perspective of what it's like to live in other places. Because like you, I've travelled a lot of different places pretty extensively not as much as as some but that's a common theme that i've heard what you just said i I, a couple of my mates used to work for emirates airlines and they were based out of there of course and um i remember one of my mates he's from here from sydney here and he said to me that when he moved there after it all kind of settled down he got through his training got into the the battle rhythm of the job so to speak he he never felt more at home than when he was back in Dubai because you're constantly going places, right? As a, as a hostie. And, but when he was back there, he just absolutely loved it. And I've known a couple of pilots as well. You know, the, the pilots here in Australia go over there and they become captains pretty quickly as well. And, And same thing, they live in these incredible places right on the Marina and they say it's one of the best places in the world. So what about you, man? Does it feel a little bit like home, like a second home for you?
0: we weirdly yes very quickly um i mean I, I came out here for seven weeks at the back end of january february um and immediately started to put some roots down here very very quickly some pretty significant routes, because i just walked here and i was i came out here essentially for a business mentorship meetup that was the only reason i came here i had nothing else no other particular reason other than the business mentorship that i was part of was having a, a sort of meetup and i'm like cool i'm I'm gonna go out for that that was an incredible event and as paved the way for many things afterwards but I came here and just thought <clears throat> this it it did. In in fact there's a there's a pinnacle moment which is kind of quite embarrassing to really say this out loud, but <laughs> there was about half <laughs> literally about halfway through, um I had to go into downtown to go and do some some bits and pieces just for setting up some of the things that I set up. And I was ultimately walking from a business, and I was walking to go and see somewhere where I've invested in some property. At the moment, it was, well, it was on something called the Peninsula, and it's basically just the very groundwork. So I thought, oh, that would be nice to see where the thing is being built that I've invested in. And as I'm walking towards it, I look to my right, and all of a sudden, I see this the, the tallest building in the world, the Burj Khalifa. And I look at it, and I'm like, you know, just looking up and up and up. Um, and there's a big lagoon and then a bridge, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go and check it out and so i'm walking towards it it's middle of the day it's baking hot there's not many people around which was lucky for me and i'm pretty much walking towards it and as i'm walking to over this bridge music starts playing and the fountain display goes off and just and also i looked up at the very top and there was some sort of i'm not going to say it was a cloud but there was something wisping off the top i'm not no word of a lie i stood there and i could feel a tear roll down my cheek and i'm like this place is insane the whole just feel of it i was like i'm done i'm sold like i i <laughs> I couldn't quite sum up how it felt I mean it was it sounds pretty ridiculous saying it out loud but I'm sure many people have a some sort of pivotal moment in their life where just some a whole bunch of things come together and it's like this is possibly where I'm supposed to be it sounds a little bit woo woo I don't know it, it it is what it is It's how I felt and weirdly i walking towards it I've actually got it on camera because I was recording walking towards this thing so I actually I I actually have the moment recorded for me to watch back whenever I want um and yes from that point forward I thought crikey, this this um it's not that it's like, oh, it beats the UK. It's just completely different. I yeah. mean, the UK is home. You know, it's it's always going to be home. There are things about the place that I love. There are things about the place that I really do not. I'm sure we <laughs> all get that about the places that we live and so on and so forth. Um, so then I brought my wife out here. Joe and I came out here for a two week sort of holiday, uh, June or July. And it was it's their summer and it was roasting hot too hot but we came out here and and spent a bit of time here I wanted her to come out and see it to see if she thought the same I did because before I started making any mammoth decisions I needed Mm. to see what she naturally thought right (laughs) um she came out and I kind of just tried to not say anything and just let her soak it up and by the end she was like yep I I get it I'm like okay cool right let's put some wheels in action um I'll start looking for somewhere for us to stay which is the apartment that I'm now in um and yeah i mean it's completely different living i mean i'm in an apartment 40 floors up um you know it's a, it's a it's a single bedroom apartment like it's I mean at home we have a, a four bedroom detached house but the the, the difference in the property is yeah. insane but yeah. they but they feels i mean this is like apartment living and you know it's it's more communal cuz you're in the lift with other people and it feels different um but then what's outside you know and what's sort of on offer just on your doorstep is I mean, compared to the, the lovely quaint little town that I'm from in, you know, in, in, in Leicestershire of, uh, of England, it's 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 worlds apart. But they both in their own way feel like home. Um, and I think that's important because the goal for me will be to circle across both of them and go back to Britain when it's summer. Because there isn't anything quite like a summer's afternoon in Britain, 100 percent, whether it be the temperature, the height of the sun. the I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's very melancholy, actually, I suppose, having been there for so long. So the goal will be is to go back for that. And then as soon, as soon as winter starts to hit, so the back end of September, off, out, back over here. Yeah.
2: I love it, man. It's such a such an important thing to have in your life, to know that something feels like home. And you can, you've also got something else to go back to as well. You know, you're not leaving yourself yeah. an out there, but you've got an out if you need it, which is kind of cool as well. Yeah.
0: It, it it kind of feels I mean it's a really it's a it's it's not a circumstantial situation I thought about until the beginning of this year. And it's not certainly something that I thought I'd have the position to get into. I mean I, I feel very lucky, and I and I guess I'd work very hard, but still feel that a few things have aligned to allow this sort of situation to sort of come about. But then on the backside of that, you know, I'm not, I'm over here, I'm over here grafting. Um, You know, I, 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 it sounds ridiculous, but I, you know, I leave the apartment at sort of five o'clock in the morning, I go train, I come back and then I'm working. And, you know, I I generally really don't go out of the apartment for the rest of the day. I, I take one day for myself and that is Sunday. And I'm like, nothing i'm off i'm gonna go and sit on the beach but then i go and sit on the beach and i take my ipad and my my, my book <laughs> and i and i but i come up with that's when i come up with ideas right so i'm sitting yeah. there it's not um this is the difference in i think the, in the life of an entrepreneur and i don't say that to sound arrogant or anything ridiculous like that but just, it's just the mindset of i'm working on something all of the time and and i don't i don't mind how much time that takes because the reward comes straight back to me and the people that i love so i can go and sit on the beach and all i need to do is come up with one or two great ideas well hopefully great ideas (laughs) and then i come back here and try and put them into action um and so at least i'm like again i I don't feel like i'm taking the mick right i'm not sitting out there on the beach lardy daring it no i'm sat down there just trying to have some brain space to allow me to just come up with a couple of just thoughts and ideas i take them back to the team and i'm like how about this and they're like that's rubbish, that's rubbish. Mm, this one's not too bad. And I'm like, cool, as long as i got one, that'll, that'll do me, that'll do me.
2: I love it. It's, um, and again, it's something that's not really spoken about a lot. One of my uh, good buddies, who's also my business partner, took his son over to Europe uh, at the, just probably a week before Christmas. And uh, on the way back, so he he went via Dubai, stayed there for a day and went to he went to Croatia. And on the way back, he's in Singapore at the moment. And he messaged, messages me on Signal and shows me a picture by the pool and he's like, I can't wait to get home. You know, I want to do some recording with you. I can't bother. He's like going on and on and on, like in this message, in this video recording he's sending to me. And I'm talking to him every day as well, right? Like he's texting me, <laughs> like I'm I'm somewhere over the the Bay of Bengal. I'm like, dude, you know, just relax, man. Go go with your yeah, family yeah, and relax. Sure. And yeah. to, to your point, you know, entrepreneurs rarely relax. Entrepreneurs rarely switch off, man. They, you, you know, I, you've always got something going on and and something is – gathering momentum in your mind and what, what yeah, do, you, do you have a hard time relaxing as well
0: 100% um, <laughs> um it's an it, it, it's 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 a curse as much as it is both a beautiful position to be in um but again it's a first world problem isn't it my goodness there's so many there's so many worse things that could be happening you know i i will never sit here and go oh woe is me i don't stop working oh goodness me no it, there, were way, there were way worse things happening so i don't i yeah, there's sometimes when I'm, sometimes when I've kind of finished a week and I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I I can't. I'm now not thinking clearly about things. And and if a big decision comes at me, I might just do something st- stupid or not not think clearly. So I try to have to sort of be measured in terms of not how much stress. It's not really stress, but just how much bandwidth I've got for things. I can only make clear decisions on so many things a day in a week and. It's that that I have to manage. And I think the thing that I've got better at is getting rid of the things that I don't need to make decisions on. In other words, build my team out, the amazing team that we've got inside of Nailer Body Design so that well, one, I can I can move off some decisions that I just don't need to be involved in. So things in fulfillment, things in lead generation, things in sales, things in marketing. There's some stuff that I'm like, you know what you need to do. If you've got a problem, come to me with it. Otherwise, you know, that, like, just go and deal with that. Which leaves me then just problem solving on a higher level, I suppose, which is where I should be as a CEO. You know, I, I should be trying to use the brain space that I've got to deal with the bigger problems that are not even at us yet that are coming down the road. But in terms of relaxing, <laughs> uh, the, the 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 hour or two I spend in the gym is... And this sounds really cliche, but I suppose that is I can't really think of much else. Although this morning, I mean, straight away, I was in a conversation with a, with a really nice chap on LinkedIn and he's like, I really want to talk to you. So I booked him in for a call. So it doesn't if my phone is in my pocket, there's the opportunity to work at all times. Um, and I think the issue that that, 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 that I guess the, the time when I really noticed that that could be a problem is, you know, if my wife and I have gone out for food and let's say because of the time zone difference you know where this is going don't you because of the time zone differences let's imagine we're out for food here for example but all of the other teams in the uk are working in the middle of the day so you know phone might go off i might look at the phone and i'm like i need i need i I need to respond to this and i that i need to be more mindful of i need to be more mindful of of boxing off that time um Joe is extremely, of course, extremely understanding of that, but I don't want it to have to be right. Mm. Um, so there, there is that element of it, um, it. It sort of follows you around at all times. And in terms of just mentally switching off, pff, um A such thing. No. <laughs> I d I don't think so. Um, because there's always, you know, there's a thought, you know, I have goodness knows how many little sort of notes and things that I can go in and be like, I just have oh, you know, I've had an idea. Da, 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 da. And it could be for one of my Andy chats or it could be for a podcast, it could be for anything. If a if a thought pops in my head, I'm like, right, like, I need to grab it, I need to write it down because I won't remember it. Um but I mean, like I say, that you know, I'd I'd far rather be doing this than um do maybe working a job and this is not meant disrespectfully in any way at all but maybe working a job where i really feel that i need to check out at 5 p.m every night Mm. because i think that would i think in a weird way that would kill my soul a little bit because it would be telling me that i'm probably doing the wrong thing kind of um and i've had jobs i've had jobs like that where um it's it has literally been killing my soul uh badly and so I know I know exactly what I've had many like that, you know, and I know what that feels like. So, again, to coin a horrible phrase, I feel blessed that I'm sitting in a position in a chair whereby, you know, i run my own day. And and I think the the balance of that is, well, then, yeah, you know, if that means that I I'm kind of mentally active seven days a week, then so be it,
2: um, it keeps, keeps it, me it. out of trouble. It's a beautiful thing, man, because you know, you, you're living you're living in a place where you want to live. You've got your missus with you, you're working on things that you absolutely love. And and you know, that's that's what people aspire to. And and I guess the I guess the crux of what you do in business is to help people to get to that point. Right so you are dealing with busy executives you're de- dealing with busy entrepreneurs that have got so much going on in their life but they've forgotten to prioritize what really matters because without what really matters all of that stuff can just fall off by the wayside so can you can you talk to that a little bit about health and why that's yeah. important and how you how, how do you actually help people tell us, tell us about that
0: So I mean 100% I'll just go back a step there in terms of you you really well described the sort of typical i hate to use the word typical but you know particular type of client that we we look to serve and it is busy business person c-suite vps entrepreneurs you know business leaders success and men mostly not not just but men mostly and and i think that's because of maybe the way in which we market ourselves maybe me being the face of the company i don't know it's just the way that it is but we are set up to help that particular person very well so we go looking for them but the problem is this well they're, they're successful they're normally a type personalities that are successful they will probably have a beautiful family and a very very successful business or they're very high up in someone else's business and either one of those two things have taken a lot to get there but the problem is is somewhere along that timeline they've sacrificed something of themselves to get there Mm. so and generally health well-being and longevity and many of the guys i talk to i mean i probably have maybe seven or eight consultations every single day bar that sunday um whereby you know they're probably the 40s and 50s uh, most often in the sort of 40 50 sort of crossover they are successful they've built their wealth they can step out of their business but they're facing you know, pre-diabetes, strokes and heart attacks. Okay. So they're, they're sitting there t- talking to me saying, I've done all of this. I put my focus into two, these two you know, areas because they're, they're men. And I still think and I hope you know, I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, but I, from my perspective, looking out as a, as, a, as, a, as a man, I want to be the provider, the leader, the protector, the support. I, what, I want to take on that responsibility in the most humble way I possibly can for my family. And so when we do that what do we do we 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 don't put our mask on first we put everyone else's mask on first and we sacrifice ourselves so those are the people that we tend to find um how do we help them it's very individualized most people um it's not it's not complicated most people inherently know what they probably ought to be doing and and again i hear a lot of people i know what i should be doing i just need to do it that phrase is i hear a couple of times a day and i'm like well that's great but that's that doesn't mean anything one what people think they know is never quite what it should be because all they're doing is probably looking at things online on the internet and becoming overwhelmed and there's a thing called um, information bias or trying to find information that actually just tells us that we're right about the things that we think we're right about people tend to do that a lot um so what tends to happen is is when we come along our job is to simplify things for people because simplicity is a skill and I say this to everybody when they come into the program I said we're going to make this really simple for you and they're like they're kind of like I don't want simple I want advanced and I'm like you don't want advanced because you're not advanced we need simplicity you're busy you've got a family to take care of and a business to run simplicity is a skill because what do humans do exactly the opposite which is way overcomplicate absolutely everything particularly health and longevity so we just supply a very clear structure yes of course nutrition yes of course training whatever training modality that might be for the individual but then we start to dig a lot deeper because if it were just training and nutrition plans i mean those things don't really work on their own we've got to start digging deeper and looking at like two other key areas for the people that we work with sleep and stress most of them their sleep is completely broken and their stress is generally up through the roof so then if we take three areas body fat anything over 25 percent wrecked sleep and high stress those three things are a ticking time bomb two diabetes strokes heart attacks um, and if they're left undealt with they will they will present a problem somewhere down the line so we're certainly going to look at reducing the perception of stress we can't come into someone's life and necessarily remove the stressors but we can change how somebody mentally and physiologically re- reacts to that stress we can create a gap between the 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 trigger and the reaction And so we definitely work on that. We definitely look to improve sleep. And then, you know, we start to consider and try and help people understand slightly more geeky stuff, things like the autonomic nervous system, which, which ties into stress. So we all have an autonomic nervous system and there's generally kind of two parts to it, a a continuum between sympathetic tone or fight and flight and parasympathetic rest and digest. Most of us live in, very much fight and flight. That's just our day-to-day world. But in terms of health and longevity, that's a bad place to be. Um, You know, it will reduce lifespan, it will reduce quality of life, and it makes getting in shape incredibly difficult. And when we just start to kind of open these doors to people that are like, oh, never really thought about it like that. And we're like, oh, we know that's what we're here for. So, you know, our goal is to try and help people understand this. Without trying to make it, I mean, some of those things might already sound quite a lot to deal with, but it's not because we just come in and layer them in at the pace of the person that we're working with. Because, you know, if they've got 600 employees and a beautiful family and some grandkids and kids going off to college, they've got a lot on their plate. They're already spinning more plates than they can deal with. Our job is to come and, you know, be the caddy. We're their caddy. We're at the back kind of like, you know, dealing with everything, removing all the obstacles before it gets to them. Um, And then I think really the other key area is external accountability which is, in a chapter to me this morning, and I, and I say this respectfully, I've been in a, com- in a conversation with him and he thought about booking a call. And he said, no, I'm, I'm going I'm to see how far I can get on my own first. And I'm like, cool, I respect that. But the problem is, again, that's like that I know what I need to do. I just need to go and do it syndrome. It doesn't, I respect it because I've done it. But then here I am further down the line going, I'm going to do it on my own first. Okay, but it hasn't worked so far has it you know because one trans but but two there's no external accountability there's no one holding someone accountable now we as humans all want to believe we can hold ourselves accountable that's a load of bs we can only do it so far and then really when it comes down to the crunch we our mind starts to play tricks on us and we 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 do things like see the week as five days and two the weekdays and the weekends I've had an amazing week this week. I've been on point with my training, my steps, my this, my that. And and then people just clock out at the weekend because they think they deserve a a reward. for. That's lack of accountability. It's just seven days. So we come in and just provide support, accountability. Yeah, a kick up the backside now and again as well. Some tough love. Um, But ultimately, coaching in the way that we do it is two people, client and coach, working together towards a common purpose. Teamwork. So neither neither side want to let the other side down. There is a bond created. Apps to deliver training plans are great. Ebooks for education are great. Websites are great. But people to people coaching is still where it's at. And I mean, we're able to deliver that in a way online that works so fundamentally well. We don't ever have to be in front of the person. That's kind of an old. I'm not saying it's broken, although I can say that because I did it for eight years, so I I have I can say that. But it's. We're having to be face-to-face in front of someone these days, it's just, it's just not needed. It's, there, are, there are circumstances when it's needed, yes, of course. But for the most part, people don't need to rely on a crutch of someone to lean on in terms of someone in the gym with them. Mm. That's only being accountable for one hour at a time. Whereas we help someone be accountable for themselves 24 hours. Well, they're waking hours of the day, right? So when we start to layer all these things in, suddenly well, all we're doing is this. We're aligning as many things as we possibly can with the outcome, with the goal. And the more things we can align, the easier it becomes for someone to move forward. And suddenly it becomes like a train that's got so much momentum, it can't be stopped. That's what gets someone to the the goal. But here's the other thing. What's more important is it will keep them there. That's the other. I just need to lose 30 pounds. No, you need to lose 30 pounds and you need to keep it off this time because that's the problem. 85% of people. This is a worldwide stat, right? 85% of people, dieters essentially, uh, whether they do or don't reach the goal, will end up back where they started or worse inside two years. It's broken because people do unsustainable things or they just make poor choices. We come in and just try and simplify all of that and go, look, let's just work on the big important stuff. Become a Jedi at the simple stuff. That's it. You know, people don't need advanced get get really, really damn good at the basics and generally that will solve most people's problems. But also most people tend to think they're again respectfully beyond oh, you know, I've been in a gym all my life. I need something really extravagant and you know advanced. No, you don't. You just need to get better at the thing you've been doing and get more, more consistent and aligned. So that was probably a little bit of a, a monologue, but that's kind of a bit of a window into what it is that we do. And I, I guess some of the, the thought process behind some of that. And honestly, I mean, I've been doing this 19 years. The biggest kick I get is just seeing, I mean, it could be someone going, oh, macros. I get it now. And I'm like, that would make that makes my day still literally just seeing someone understand that the the smallest little thing and helping a human being in the smallest little way that's going to enlighten their day their week their month or whatever um those are still the things that i think float my boat even 19 years into doing this And, and i'm very glad for that because it's it's those little things that make you know doing this all that worthwhile i mean taking someone all the way to maybe putting them on stage and winning physique shows is amazing and awesome true but you know helping helping busy people Helping busy people and knowing that you've done something to maybe make the last 10 years of their life even more livable, even more enjoyable, so that they can actually play with their grandkids. I mean, that stuff, if I really sat down and thought about it, would make me quite emotional because we've certainly impacted people on that level. And over the next 20, 30 years of us doing this, there'll be thousands, you know, goodness knows how many thousands of people more. That's what's worth it that and I, yeah that gives you a little bit of an idea as to I guess what we do and, and a little bit about how
2: we go about it
1: yeah
2: I love it man it, it kind of if you were listening to that conversation and you joined midway through you'd be thinking is he talk, what's he talking about is he talking about fitness and health or you know a lot of what you're saying is actually applies to life just in general, as well, you know, and it and it applies to you as an individual. You don't have to have complicated things in your life. You can have really simple things and be really good at simple things and be <clears the> Jedi <throat> Grand Master of of that as well. And as you were talking there, I couldn't help but kind of uh, I was watching a a show on TV on Netflix yesterday, and it started out with all of this drama, and then it it goes. Two weeks earlier, you know, that's such a such a lame way to start a <laughs> yeah. TV show, right? So we started out here with you saying that you're in Dubai, you're doing these things, you live in an incredible life and you've got the lifestyle you, you want. And that's kind of like the, the end point of what people you're helping are trying to get to. To get to that place where you've got the... I'm not sure if there's a work-life balance in life. There's just a balance in life because mm. work is part of life no matter... Whether you work for yourself like you do, you have a business or you work for somebody else, it's just part of life. But finding that balance and finding that spiritual balance within yourself is something that comes along with getting better physically As well there's so many things that go to that as well i can i can tell that you embody everything that your brand is there as well you talk about it with deep passion and you you really love what you do as well so and and i also appreciate you sharing some of those common mistakes as well it's not spoken about a lot particularly when it comes to sleep you know guys you know i I can tell you that i got my sleep dialed in properly like to the like to the second really and that's that's from the military right is you, you just got to go to sleep now because you don't know if you, you're going to be able to sleep later on. And you kind of like sit down, sleep for 10 minutes, or you're in a plane about to jump out of it or something. You're fast asleep and somebody wakes up, wait, let's go. And out, out, out the door you go sort of thing. But it's kind of, I think it's such an important thing. My number is seven. I need seven hours every night. If I if I'm in, if I go to, if I lie down on the floor, on the, on the wooden floor next to me here now, I could go to sleep in exactly seven hours because it's the end of the day. I got up really, I got up at four o'clock in, in the morning. I'm feeling a bit tired now. If I went to sleep now, I'd wake up in exactly seven hours. No alarm, no nothing. And I'm lucky because I'm kind of an early riser and I go to, I, I, so I go to bed early as a consequence of that, you know, sort of nine, 10 30 would be the limit for me. But when I wake up, I'm waking up as the, as the sun is coming up. Perfect. And that's, that's exactly like what I have yep. that twilight and that circadian rhythm in my brain and my body at the same time. And, the, and I, I don't need an alarm. And if I say to myself, I need to get up at 5 a.m., I'll wake up, no joke, man, at 4:59. And yep. my this phone's is, this- nowhere. It's like Weird.
0: This is a re- this is a really interesting thing, and I I I so quite often I'll nap in the middle of the day. It depends. I mean, I'm I'm up early, and if you know, sometimes I'll nap because I, I also know that my day is super long here, and so I'll I'll put my little eye mask on, and I'll go, and I and I and I don't set any alarm, and I and I wake up within a minute or two either side of an hour, bang on, which tells me that my ultradian rhythm, so one of the sleep cycle rhythms, must be bang on an hour because obviously I'm going all the way through a cycle and waking up back at the top, and I wake up refreshed. And what you're doing, when you, when someone talks about, oh, I can go to sleep and it's bang on seven. There is a weird thing that you can, some people, kind of, you know, you can't actually fall asleep. It's like, right, I must wake up. by And weirdly, we can seem to talk ourselves into that. I have absolutely no idea how that works. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> what I do know is whatever's happening inside seven hours, you are completing either three or four or even five full ultradian rhythms, full full sort of sleep cycles. And it just sits perfectly. And you've, what you've also done is then match that so that the last one ends in the circadian rhythm. In other words, the 24-hour rhythm. So basically, you've just, you've just moved everything, whether you knew it or not. And I'm, I'm guessing you probably did. But you've sort of managed to like shuffle it into, right, this is when I go to sleep. This will equate to exactly this many sleep cycles. And it, I'll always wake up with the sun. It's perfect. I would encourage anyone listening to go in. Like, because sleep is one of the foundations of health. Think about it this way after oxygen water probably comes sleep really like i forget exactly that if i took oxygen away from somebody for three minutes most are in trouble water i think is three days Mm. sleep is not much past that i don't I, i think i don't think anyone's ever gone past five days with no sleep and not been on, yeah, you know, done, some
2: health health problem yeah when that happens yeah
0: I, I i it's but what people tend to do is put up with really low quality sleep for a very long time and they just turn around and go yeah i've always slept bad it's just the way it is no, no. it doesn't need to be that way yeah. um and i think you know when I, someone wakes up and uh you know they're feeling really groggy tired sluggish cloudy minded all that stuff in the morning there's a problem and that that doesn't have to be that way um, it just takes a little bit of thought and a little bit of okay. Well, maybe I need to go to sleep earlier. Maybe I need to stop eating a little bit earlier. Stop drinking a little bit earlier. Get away from blue backlit devices. I mean, start using things like um, blue blocking glasses and stuff like that. And just simple little strategies that can be layered in, that can have such a dramatic effect. And if everybody was to wake up feeling a 10 out of 10 in the morning, goodness me! I mean, everyone would be so much more productive and just generally happier <laughs> and not shouting at the kids and da, 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 you know. Um, so so well done. I mean, it sounds like you've got that absolutely absolutely nailed in there that that sounds awesome i mean and and i've heard this before certainly we've worked with a lot of people in um the us military and the uk military particularly where they've all turned around and said exactly what you did which is when you get the chance to sleep you can just go to sleep because you don't know when you'll get the chance again i've heard that quite a few times which again is just a psychological thing to be able to switch off And that could be on a hard floor, in the back of a truck, on a plane. It doesn't really matter where it is, which is a really interesting ability to control what we would think we can't control. We're tired when we're tired, Mm. normally at the end of the day. But there's obviously something, another layer to that, which is being able to train yourself to... Uh, to sort of, right, I I don't know where I'm going to get to sleep again. I was going to go now. I find that really interesting. But then you've got that ability, but then you obviously, you've also absolutely nailed the the sort of main sleep as well. Well done. Yeah, you've done a good job there.
2: It's a superpower for sure, right? Because whenever I share that with someone, they're like, oh man, it's what you said, like, My sleep is terrible. I've got a little hack I want to share with you and and maybe with the audience as well because it's not something that I've actually ever shared publicly. I don't think I don't recall sharing it. So you said in the middle of the day when you have a nap, your sleep cycle is about an hour. My sleep cycle is about 20 minutes. And I know that because if I hit that 2 p.m. circadian rhythm dip, like if I have lunch at like 130 and I deliberately eat something a little bit carby, carb heavy at lunchtime, mm-hmm. deliberately for that two p.m. dip, because I know I can have a nap because I'm just positioned yep. to be able to do that. What the little hack that I've got for myself is I put my feet up. Yeah. So if I'm okay. lying, I'll, I'll lie on my back and I'll put my feet up like I'm gonna do a crunch in a crunch position. And if you put mm-hmm. your feet up like that, you'll you'll lay there for 10 minutes do some deep box breathing, you know, sort of six or eight (laughs) second box breathing like that while you're there, you'll, you'll not off and you'll wake up in 10 or 15 minutes. Mine is exactly 20 minutes and you'll get up and you will feel like you've been asleep for about four hours. I don't know what
0: it is. So interesting. So, so here, uh, so what you've just mentioned there, and I'm going to, I didn't know the reasons behind this, but I remember watching a Ben Greenfield podcast, very clever guy, obviously, yep. but he was talking. It was, it was, I think it, was a, it was a visual one because he was talking about nap. It was talking about napping and um, acts while napping, and he'd got these compression boots, oh,
1: yeah?
0: which is a, which is essentially doing the same thing. So he'd wear these compression boots. It's obviously pushing blood back or helping circulate blood through his his lower limbs back up to the body. Which is if you've raised your legs, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same net. So I don't know. i be. I'm gonna have to go and have a little look into that because I wonder what the actual modality is. I mean if it's if it's a blood pressure thing, whether it's I don't I don't know. I'm really interested to find out because that's how you're your heart
2: heart doesn't have to pump as hard when your legs are up there. But then if your legs fall asleep up there, you feel terrible and you're not (laughs) going to go to sleep. So why do I fall? Yeah. Why do I actually fall asleep when my legs are in a position like if I lay down there for twenty minutes now with my legs up, I'd probably my legs would go to sleep because my heart yep. can't continually pump the blood up against yeah. gravity must, like
0: that. There must there must be a happy medium between how yeah. far your legs are up, and you know there must be like a, a certain we have to work that out certain um certain <laughs> angle. angle of uh, yeah degrees. So many so many degrees you're safe. Past that, you've got dead legs, right? Yeah, yeah sure, something like that. That's, that's that's super interesting. I I'm one, I, I will I will one hundred percent see if I can set myself up with some. Legs elevated napping um strategies, and I will report back because i, I like that i don't, i've never I've not done it not to my knowledge not not on purpose for sure um but i'm- I'm always looking for little things like that that maybe we don't have an answer as to exactly why something works and then and then sometimes maybe it is just I think it's going to work, therefore it does, which is absolutely fine sometimes yeah. as well right but uh, yeah, super more interesting. Way
2: Thank- into it. yeah
0: yep yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing that's cool i'm gonna try that.
2: So you've got a uh, you've got a picture of a, a a lion behind you, and I love that piece of artwork there. So for the people that are listening, it's a it's like a black and white lion, and and it looks like it's a bit kind of it's like scratched into the artwork there, like mm. it's kind of coming out. One of the things that I've been playing with my health and fitness in the last couple of months, um, I, I revisited a whole bunch of David Goggins things, and David Goggins wrote a new book. You may or may not know. It's actually really good. It's a, it's a really good audio book. It's worth buying the hard copy as well and using that as a bit of a reference point. And it's always great to be inspired by other people's uh, state of mind and the way that they actually work. And I I really like how you you talked about when you were in the gym, you had the opportunity with your phone to actually do a little bit of work, or you're concentrating and you can't really concentrate on anything else except while you're training. You're training. That's that's what yeah. I'm there for, right? I, I feel the same way and. I didn't know that about Goggins, that when he went out running on his ultra marathons and training and doing what he's doing, he's not listening to anything. There's nothing in his ears mm-hmm. and all of those books and the content that he creates and his philosophy around life is coming from running and just that very Big therapeutic kid. and deep process of yeah. of training. I, I love that. and And I think each and every one of us have that within our psyche somewhere somehow i'm not sure where it is for for you or for the people watching and listening to this but each one of us have that and i think you've got a responsibility as an individual to find where you can have that deep level of meditation for yourself goggins gets it while he's running i sometimes have an epiphany in the shower you might be sitting on the beach with your phone on your sunday and your day off and you've got one there as well there's all sorts of things that happen like that i think it's a really important thing
0: I'm going to make a real mess of this because i don't know the exact brain wave level there are there are is it four or five brain wave levels and we go through them as we sleep um theta beta mm-hmm. some I don't, I don't i don't remember them all so i'm not going to make a, an idiot of myself trying to remember them but one of them which i think happens i think happens either when we're falling asleep and or waking up which I th- i'm guessing must be also related to dreaming but I think it's also, again, someone can shoot me down if I've got this wrong, but I think it's also related to more daydreaming. In other words, very free thought, very unrestricted, creative free thought, which is why a lot of people will report being creative at certain times of the day the, 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 in the shower is a really good example now there could be a couple of things because again if the shower's too cold you could get a kick of adrenaline kick of dopamine <laughs> suddenly that like there's some other little modalities that could be going on there like I know when I put my shower on in here it takes a while to warm up and I force myself to walk in it it's awful but then it's like oh like it, it kind of it, it obviously it is it is a bit of a dopaminergic effect but it's also clearly going to be a bit of adrenaline as well and it feels like it wakes you up now i don't necessarily think i get maybe a a clear thought i think i'm definitely most creative in the morning Uh, if i need to create something copy think of a podcast something like that the morning is when my mind is clearer for whatever particular reason and interestingly while training yeah i try not to be distracted sometimes i listen to music sometimes i don't um Weirdly, more so recently, I haven't. One because the headphones that I've got are really big and they're mm. really hot over here and they're just distracting. Mm. Um, and I seem to, I certainly like when, when in the moments of doing a set, so twelve reps of something, whatever, whatever it might be, I really try to focus internally a lot. Like not externally, so where people are like watching themselves in the mirror, I think is an awful idea because they're they're they're, they're focused on something outside of their body. Well, they're training their body, so uh, quite a lot of the times, if it's safe to do so, I've got my eyes closed mm. and I'm totally I've totally gone in now. So I've gone in and I'm trying to sense what is working. Does it is it right? Is the pace right? Like technically, is everything? But then also. There's some places that I go to mentally that allow me to train at the level that I do. And sometimes they're pretty damn dark, but I create them on purpose. They're not bad and it's not bad about anyone else, but to have been able to train at the level that I do to, you know, I mean, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a skinny, very average skinny guy. If I didn't do any of this training, like when I was a kid, I was stick thin. Um, Now, yeah, I walk around with above average muscle mass and probably just under 10% body fat by design but i've made that happen and and that's taken a heck of a lot of training and going to some you know i yeah pretty dark place I I, I I kind of i heard um this is going to sound like i'm trying to be like this person which i'm not but i watched um uh it's called the last dance which was a netflix documentary about the i don't know the sort of period of time that michael jordan and the team sort of went through the balls and the, the six championships and there was lots of people saying yeah you know michael would make up these um these these scenarios in his mind to be more competitive. And I'm like, and I know, I mean, he was obviously a master at it, but I know that when training for a show particularly, I've certainly taken comments or looks or things that either did or didn't happen. And I've just, I've put them on a massive cinema screen in my mind and used them to my advantage. Not to the disadvantage of anyone else and not to the detriment of anyone else, but I need something in the depths to pull on. And I suppose if my mind goes in, it's not always like that, that sounds really doom and gloom, but. If I'm really training on that level and it's like, you know, you're, you're sort of sitting under a hell of a lot of weight on a leg press, you've got to do something mentally to be able to do it. <laughs> and it's not all it's not all fairy dust and flowers in your mind. It's not. It's 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 thoughts of failure. It's thoughts of something else that are going for your mind to keep you going forward. Um, so I suppose that's where my mind goes a little bit. Um.
2: I wanted to but pull on also- that. I wanted to pull on that thread oh. with you, right? Because you took me, you took me right up to the precipice there. And before you go over the edge, I want to say it because the lion, the picture of the lion behind you, reminded me of the training that I've been doing in the last couple of months. And just after, just revisiting some of the go- David Goggins stuff, and he talks about, you know, where where are, where are your demons, man? Do, do your demons come out at about 20 kilometers when you're jogging? Do they come out at about 40 minutes on the exercise bike because it's very hard to sit on an exercise bike for an extended period of time. You know, do, do they come out at nine minutes on the rowing machine? What, like where are they? and and who who are your demons? and I, and I realized I, I have that I have like demons that come out way early, man way way early (laughs) like uh, and and I think I'm like some sort of savage like David Goggin I'm like I'm the the least savage dude in the world right I'm like soft and a bit marshmallow around the middle and like no man I I can't quite get there but uh, I've just sort of been testing myself and you know it's funny when you you know I gave up a long time ago worrying about what I actually look like I my, the genetics I have is is what I get, and if I if I train, I get a bit more muscle mass, I lower my body fat, I feel good. What I care about is how I feel, and my mobi- mm. my mobility is like the most important thing to me to be able to still be able to jog, still be able to cycle, still be able to jump and and to jump out of airplanes and things like that. So that they're the things that matter for me. So I'm not really training anything specific, but trying to be a little bit uh, stronger. You know, I do a lot of calisthenics and a lot of chin ups and a lot of push ups and things like that, and that really kind of Helps me to feel good about myself, and that that lion there behind you kind of reminds me like forty minutes, and it kind of swipes its big paw and gets get out. I'm not sure what the demon is, you know, but whatever it is, it's pretty pretty annoying. And you've just got to like You said yourself, you know, you got to close your eyes and go inward into yourself on that heavy leg press that you're sitting in. And and I've I've been not so much in in weights because I don't do. If I'm training weights, I'm sort of training 15 to 20 reps, about four sets a minute between each set and doing four sets of compound exercises. That's it. You know, I'm, I'm doing big exercises that use multiple muscle groups all at once because I'm not training for a bodybuilding competition or something like that. But then I'm also doing about an hour and a half of cardio a day as well, sometimes as much as two hours, sometimes split up into different workouts. But amongst those workouts, I'm like, I'm having these, these nasty demons, man, come out.
0: So not and, so not even so not even when you're training, it's between the sessions.
2: I mean, it's, well well, you know, I'm I'm on set number three of some some shoulder oh, press, you know, fine. and and I, I I get 15 or 20 reps, whatever I've kind of picked based on the weight I've got going on there. And I'm just getting just getting 20 reps, man. And I'm going 18, 19, 20. And then I sit down, I press the button on my phone for one minute, one minute comes along, and then the demons on my shoulder just goes, just just another 20 seconds will be all right, man. Just wait twenty more seconds. Uh, okay. And the well, and the lion I mean, that's, the that's... lion behind you is coming along, going, No, go, yeah, pick it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just forcing that's, myself to get there, right?
0: That's I mean, I think in our minds and I don't I don't I don't know. I, I think in our minds, I mean a lot of people, you know, you know, a bit of extra rest or just take it easy on yourself today. Or, you know, I I think those thoughts we all have at some point. I mean I I I I could I, I train at a certain percentage now. I, I know that I could always train with more intensity. Always. Like, it always exists. Um, but then I watch some people in the gym. I mean, I see a lot of gyms, and I see a lot of people train. And respectfully, for the most part, people are just in there counting reps, generally speaking. Uh, for the most part. There's a lot of people that aren't. I just need to put that in there. But there's a lot of people who are in. Now, it could be because they are on their journey to learning how to become intense in the gym. In the, I, I totally understand that. There are some people who are going in, and maybe it is just I need to get away from the, the family, the kids the work, and I don't care what I do in here, I just need something and that's also okay, although I would too. question yes i but I would question, but do you not want to get paid in a result for the time that you're putting in like I would put that out there, but the whatever these demons are wherever these places we go, we should really explore them in a in a in a in a, in a i i really i i really think they should be they should be really explored by each individual because and i'm not saying everybody's got them and i also don't know if everybody truly gets to a point where they come out um
2: and that's that's what i went weird. to explore right that's what i went to mm. explore because i i realized they they weren't coming out i i did a workout the other day um on the box so i was doing uh box jump burpees right so the box is about that's cool. <laughs> it's about to my stomach right and i can i can box jump to my neck and i can jump a high box so it's not that high so i would do 15 box jumps burpees and then i'd go to the rowing machine for 90 seconds and then to the to the bike for 90 seconds and then have like two minute rest and do like four rounds of that it's like a it's a hit workout right but at the end of it i'm doubled over in pain and i'm like completely drenched in sweat and i'm walking out of the gym looking around and, and there's like somebody on the like pec deck going right right i'm like am i the only person in here training what's wrong yeah. with me is it, this like normal? It, it, it's like
0: and I, so i so i see that and i have to you know i, I, well, I ne- i'll never walk up to someone with all you know the experience i've got I've, I've learned i don't ever go up to anyone because it's not my place to do so And hmm. unless, unless i think i'm about to watch someone hurt themselves in which case i will walk up and go can i just give you some advice you don't have to take it but can i just you know and i don't and i really don't say that very often most of the times i'm watching people and i don't i pass absolutely no judgment whatsoever because i know i've had to go into a gym and mess around because i might be injured or i might not be feeling so well there's, there's sometimes there's a backstory now i would still say for the majority of the time it's just that most people well first of all what do most people do when they go to the gym they watch everybody and copy them that's mm. that's how that that's how i started training i lost about the first five years of my training by copying people who had not got a clue what they were doing no <laughs> idea whatsoever no, no, absolutely nothing um so I lost so much time, and and I think that's when that's when the, the we'll go back to the phrase oh, I'm just going to see how I get on on my own. Yeah, I already know how that works out. I know how that works out. <laughs> Education is the key to unlocking potential, right? And you don't if you if you already had that knowledge, you'd be further along. Yeah. So I think you know people are Well, one they just don't know their own capabilities, right? So they stay well within. the... Oh, it's just getting a little bit difficult. No, you've got ten more reps in the tank. Get on with it, princess. Like just you need to learn to push a lot harder but that but that learning to push harder has to be driven by somebody else because that somebody else has to go your form is fine you could have done two more reps it needs to be shown to somebody i think um and it doesn't have to be a coach a pt i mean it could be just someone who's further along the training journey than someone else passing that knowledge back down um but yeah i goodness me i I tried just not. I mean, I watch some people train in the gym and I'm like, oh, my God, that's inspired me so much. I'm like, I'm going to do a better set next time. (laughs) And I love that. I love being in a gym where I feel like absolute base level. Like if I walk into a gym and I'm like, whoa, I am a small fish in here. Brilliant. (laughs) Because what does that do? Like it makes it will make me level my game up for that for that session in the gym. I don't want to go into a gym where and this sounds well arrogant and I really don't mean it to sound this way. I don't want to walk into a gym where I have the best physique. That does not serve me as an individual in any way at all. I want to walk into somewhere. Where I walk in and I'm like, holy moly, what the hell have I walked into here? Because then I become better. And, and that 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 goes across every area of our world. Everything. If we surround ourselves with people who are worse or the same as us, generally that will keep us where we are. We should be constantly looking to put ourselves in a position of, not fear, but Putting ourselves in a place where we're like, goodness me, I don't know if I should be sitting at these table, this table with these people. They're so much further ahead than me. That's exactly where you need to be. You need to be sitting there going, whoa, I need I need to level up to be sat at this table. Because that's how we level up in business, in relationships, in everything that we do. Um, and so...
2: Yeah, yeah dead, right, example, but... dead, dead right. But uh, dead right. You know, I would say if you're if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong um, room.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Unless yeah. unless unless you're there to teach the people that are there, like if unless it's like a seminar or something like that, then hopefully you're possibly the smartest person in the room. Maybe, but mm. but yeah, I think in terms of just leveling up. Um, this is certainly something, you know, I, I try to spend my time around people who make me feel really stupid, mm-hmm. not on purpose, <laughs> but their knowledge level is so certainly in business, right? You know, the people I try and hang around in terms of business, I'm like, I'm trying to hang on to their coattails because they're like, and I'm like, oh my, and they're, just, they're just so much further down the road, but they were where I was one day. Of course mm-hmm. they were so and, and they know that and you know i think you know there are sort of people probably following my journey and you know maybe one day i turn around and help people in business I, whether i do or don't i don't know but the idea is to pass that information back down to so the generations who are following us get a head start like why would we not do that that seems to make all the sense in the world but um for sure definitely surround ourselves i mean and it comes back to the surround yourself you know the five people you surround yourself with you become the sum total of them there is so much it's such an old phrase but there is so much truth in that so much truth and sometimes removing a person from that whether it's five six four god only knows but removing somebody from that group can be one of the most painful things you ever do but Mm. if you value your own personal growth then sometimes that has to happen and it can be really it could be a family member for like but but ultimately, you know, like one of the things I've been taught recently, which is essentially about making money. I mean, a lot of people are quite bashful about making money or talking about money. I'm not anymore. I like to make money, but not for extravagance. I do not lead an extravagant life. I say that sitting here in Dubai, but what am I doing every day I'm sat here working? The reason I quite like making money is for security and options. That's it. God forbid any of my close friends or family ever needed help, like medically or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I know the first thing is I would step up and be like, I can help. Let me help. And I, I really hope that nothing like that would ever happen. But, you know, we all age, things happen. And I know, I know if I put myself in a position where I can be the person who steps up and goes, let me help, please let me help. I, it would be an honor for me to help you. That's kind of this weird driving force behind what I do um in terms of in terms of moving forward and and sometimes to keep on that path of being able to serve other people the moving somebody who you may end up serving in the future from that five is a really weird paradox when you think about <laughs> it but i've definitely i've definitely seen people have to do that you know but anyway yeah
2: a yeah, little bit of sure. perspective it's, it's good to know what your why is a lot of people are unable to articulate that and it seems like you nailed it pretty well there so Andy, as we uh, as we close out this podcast, I always like to put my guests a little bit on the spot here, and I'll I'll do the same here for you. So I'll give you a chance to kind of collect your thoughts. I, so, you know, I'm I'm big on reading books and listening to audio books and podcasts and what whatnot. And I'm going to ask you for a recommendation. You mentioned uh, I'll go first though. Uh, so you mentioned before the last dance, and my question to you is: Have you read Tim Grover's books, Winning and Relentless? So Tim Grover was michael jordan's coach
0: so relentless um black book green cover green writing it's at home i didn't bring it with me mm-hmm. um but you have read so that i've work. got i i i'm trying to think if i've read it so when you talk about there's a book sitting on my coffee table so the book i'm reading at the moment i'm very late to this party is the seven effective habits no the seven habits of highly effective people i, I might have got that the wrong way around you're about um, i'm half you're um, late. <laughs> I know I know I know honestly I'm not the biggest book reader um Ah. I find I have I weirdly I find I'm getting better I haven't I'm way more listen to something and soak it in I what I should be doing and I this is this is probably a trick that you know I should be listening to the audio and reading the book at the same time Mm -hmm. I think the ability to soak up the information from what I've been told would be way higher that's something that I need to go away and get on with um Relentless. I've definitely got. For some reason, I feel that I've not read it yet. Um, the last book I read in fullness was Traction, which is a business-based book, which I read on the beach here the last, and, and I found that incredibly useful. Um, and then I've moved on to um, yeah, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And then uh, annoyingly, all the other books I wanted to read, I didn't bring with me, so I now need to go out and buy an additional um, bunch of books. But relentless. So, um, so that you you would recommend that high on the list, would you?
2: If you liked The Last Dance, you'd like Relentless because it's kind of the story oh. of Michael Jordan and the Bulls and you know the, the attitude behind it that helped him to be so successful. A lot of people don't like stories about athletes, but it's not about an athlete, it's about a mindset. And he's got another book called Winning as well, which is actually really good. It's kind of an extension of that. It's a little bit of a tribute to Kobe Bryant in there as well. If you're a basketball fan, there's some nice things yeah. to be said about that in there as well. So I really recommend that. Do you have some favorite YouTubers or podcasts that you can share with the audience that we might not know about? that uh, kind of something that you go to as well? So so
0: podcasts, so, okay, the podcasts that I listen to at the moment. So I've just recently really got into Andrew Huberman's podcast. Huge. Awesome, huh? um, yeah, I, again, I maybe only really started listening to them last couple of weeks. And again, I, sometimes I'm quite late to these things. Um, but again, listening to someone who's obviously incredibly knowledgeable about their field, mm. it makes you feel really stupid in a really mm. good way. Because I'm like, my goodness, there's so much out here to mm. learn. So that it, all my steps and everything at the moment, I have been delving into those as much as I possibly can. And interestingly, so here's an interesting part of my journey. Of course, for the first part of what I was doing, everything I was doing was learning about coaching. And actually, coaching and get a result. And then, of course, as you start to step away a little bit from the coaching yourself, and you start to build out a business. I mean, there's like 28 in the company right now, and there are departments. And so, what my job is is now being a CEO and running the company. So, of course, I start to look at things like traction and uh, and and funnel building and copywriting and all the other things that then come around with with running a successful, successful business. But by listening to Andrew Huberman, it's sort of pulled me back into the the things that I actually float my boat as, as the geeky stuff in terms of coaching people. So, listen to him. Um, In terms, uh, so in terms of other uh, coaching-based, coaching-based things, so uh, Ben Pekolski's podcast, um, Muscle Intelligence, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. I've listened to that, and the one and Muscle Expert, I think he had before that. Those, in terms of coaching, and in terms of useful tools and tactics and strategies to, to, you know, live in live your best life in your best body. I think is his catchphrase, 100%. In terms of other things, uh, in terms of business, Alex Hormozzi absolute absolute gold the stuff that that guy comes out with um i tend to listen to his podcast and i what i like about his podcast and that i've taken to my own is they're relatively short and sweet yeah. um they're not particularly long so my podcasts are like 20 minutes 25 minutes max the odd one's a little bit longer um so i quite like that they're short and sweet because my attention span works that way so those are good um and then every now and again if i really want to go off on a little bit of a, a mental mission some jordan peterson yeah why not right do you know what i mean like again listening to someone articulate themselves i mean i just i like listening to jordan peterson in an argument if i'm quite honest like probably everybody does because (laughs) his his ability his ability to his ability to very carefully choose his words and the direction he takes a conversation in i admire so much because it's so and if you think about the, the topics he gets called upon very easy to get into some sort of word battle of words right but he seems so and whether he is or not inside but he seems so poised and calm and I like that ability and I like to try and learn from that because I think if we can take that and apply that into our lives we make better decisions so yeah I guess they're the they're some of the um they're some of the, probably the the main things in terms of in, in, for just fun in terms of uh youtubers I probably the one youtube channel I watch the most is a, a guy called Chris Bumstead who is for the four-time reigning um classic physique Mr. Olympia so and that's that's just pure bodybuilding I don't really watch a lot of bodybuilding stuff if I'm honest I've seen so much of it it does get a little bit tiresome watching someone train in the gym like after so many years but he's <laughs> so he's such a normal guy with such an outstanding physique um, that I, I I quite and his journey's been really I, I feel <laughs> I feel a little bit invested in his journey because I guess I've just been watching his channel for so long so he's one of those sorts of people that it's not like I'm, I feel like I know him type thing but I can relate to, to areas and parts of the journey that he's been on obviously nowhere near to the level that he's got to but uh, yeah probably in terms of just out and out bodybuilding fun stuff to watch I'd probably watch his a little bit for sure
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I'll dig out some links, ladies and gentlemen, and just scroll down and you can have a look in the show notes and all of the things that Andy and I have been talking about here uh, right there. Andy, as we close out the show here today, is there any offer or anything that people can do to connect with you to find out some more and maybe get something? Or have you got a giveaway? Have you got a, a download somewhere? So
0: we have all sorts of things all of the time, and we, rather than just give out any sort of generic download, we have so much, so I, I I create a lot of ebooks and a lot of courses, and we would far rather provide something that's that's of you know value to an individual. Best thing to do in terms of the best places to find us: well, one of course the Optimal Alpha podcast. Um, so if you want to listen to me talk about more more coaching things, more applicable tools to help busy people, that's a great place to go. And then really, if you search, you know, someone was to search me on any of the social media channels. So, uh, you know, I'm Andy Naylor on LinkedIn, Andy Naylor on Facebook. I have an awful, awful um, Instagram handle, which is just full of underscores. I'm not even going to say it. I'll let you put it in the show notes later. But ultimately, (laughs) if someone reaches, basically, quite simply, if someone reaches out to us, it will be in any of our social media channels and says, hey, you've got some free ebooks to give out. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. 100%. What are you struggling with right now? What's the biggest challenge? If we could help you fix one thing right now, what would it be? Oh, it's sleep. No worries. Here is our comprehensive sleep ebook, stress, mindset, food, whatever. So we have an absolute library of those things that all of our clients have constant access to. But of course, we give those out to people to sort of, you know, help them and um, and try and sort of move on the journey. So, yeah. Um, any of our social media channels, you know, if you search for, so for me personally, it's Andy Naylor. The business itself is Naylor Body Design. Um, you'll be able to find us on all the usual social media places. And yeah, just get you know, get into our DMs, have a conversation with us. Um, I'm actually in my own DMs quite a lot. We do, of course, have people in there helping to, to, to serve as well. Um, but if someone comes and finds us and says, hey, look, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help? chances are probably yes. And you know, let us give you something free to be getting you on your way. And hey, look, if further down the line you think that was useful and you want to find out really what we could do for you as an individual, reach out generally what I do is you know, I have seven or eight conversations with people every single day just to see if we can help them. And if we can, we then see where that goes. It's as, it's as simple as that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And as we mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, just scroll down and right there in the show notes, you'll be able to connect with Andy on his crazy Instagram handle. We'll put that there as well and make sure you reach out, connect and say, good day, mate. I always like to give the guest the the final word. Have you got anything you want to say in closing or did we cover it all for you here today, mate?
0: Do, do you know what? I, what I'd like to say is I've, I've Man, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, we've gone off on a few really cool tangents. Um, you know, get, get guesting on people's podcasts is always a, re- it's a, it's a delight for me. I'm, you know, personally, in terms of podcasting, it's still relatively new for me. So getting, like you said at the beginning, getting the opportunity to talk to people in completely different parts of the world, it is an honor to be able to do that. And uh, I really like our conversation today. Absolute pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I really do appreciate it
2: yeah it's my pleasure andy it's great to uh great to meet you man and i'm looking forward to the next show that we do no doubt we'll do some more in the future in that as well i'd love to bring you back on and we can talk some specifics if you like that'd be fun but for now let's uh park it up and wrap it up bye everybody we'll see you again soon bye for now
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Naylor underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.